Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bald and Bonkers show. Join your hosts Christopher Mole and Dakota Franson as they take you on a wild ride through the world of the supernatural with a humorous twist that'll have you laughing and shaking in your boots at the same time. From ghosts to aliens to cryptids, no topic is off limits on this show. And the best part? You don't have to be a believer to join in on the fun. So grab a drink, kick back and tune in every weekend for new episodes. And if you want even more of the Bald and Bonkers experience, be sure to subscribe to our Patreon page for exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. Let's get weird. Oh, and for the whiners out there, viewer discretion is advised. There you go, you entitled pricks. <laughs> that one gets you every time, doesn't it? But viewer discretion is advised because this show is probably going to get weird. <laughs> That's all, folks. I know I'm turning into a cartoon. I, I just can't. I get a reading off of Anne before the start of the show, guys. And, I, and I'm like, I, I'm like, my bed's at the side here. And I'm like, come on, sit and watch with me. And, and it's getting freezing cold right here as I told him to sit down. It's absolutely freezing cold right here. That explains the cartoon star. I thought my stutter was bad, man. But today we are joined by Ann Bender. You may have seen her husband on here last week and certainly plenty of stuff came on. And Her husband oh, yeah. talked up a very good game and she is already spooking the hell out of Chris. So, Ann, how the hell are you? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, for those who don't know you or about your background, can you share about you know what brought you into this type of thing? How how maybe you discovered your abilities? I was born this way, so I I was born scaring the crap out of my parents, my family, and describing people that they knew I had never met. It they didn't know what to make of it because it was so detailed and so specific that I knew things that nobody could possibly know some of these were family secrets and uh -oh. so it, it led to a lot of isolation um i actually at when i was a teenager they put me in a mental hospital so i, ha I i'm liable um it was there that i shared my story on haunted hospitals because i figured out that i didn't just see and feel these spirits i actually interacted with them these were once people and I, as a teen, had to figure this out on my own, which is why my passion to help families, especially kids, comes from, because I was mm -hmm. so alone and so isolated. Mm -hmm. So now I've under, I understand I'm always learning, but I understand how I communicate, how that connection is made, and I can use that verbally, non-verbally, any age, to facilitate some healing and some further communication within the family. Um, Going forward nowadays, I also am a health coach, so I get to help the living and use my abilities to tap into all of this to help people live longer. So it's not just about the dead, yeah. it's about the living as well. Mm -hmm. Can I ask, how do you, how do, how, how do the company, yeah, I know like a lot of psychics or, or mediums will see like, like outlines of the spirits. Do you see them like me sitting here and Dakota sitting next to me? Is that how you see them? I see them, I ask, what I do is I ask them to show me details that help yeah. um, specify whom they are. 
Sometimes it's a piece of jewelry. Sometimes it's a hat. Sometimes it's a mannerism. Um, sometimes if it's in person, it might be a smell. It might be a sound. Um, but whatever they can show me to specify who they are to help me, especially if I'm um, with a communication that's electronic, let me let me see who that you are so I can help communicate your message. Yeah. Is that as vague as mud? Yes. It's weird because it's... I, I'm still blown away after the reading you gave me. I, I really am, ladies and gentlemen, because how you got my grandmother to a tea. Now, I'll, I'll tell you that. You got my grandmother to a tea, and it's... It's fascinating how how this all works, because obviously, like you said, you were in a mental asylum. Because in those days, the treated I know a lot of people that's happened to, a lot of mediums, a lot of psychics mm -hmm. that that has happened to. They they said when they were young, they were little boys. One of them in particular said he, he could see spirits, and his mother and dad, his mum and dad, put them into a mental institution for years, just because he could see because a girl would visit him in the night, sit at the end of his bed. You know, yeah. and I think that's terrible. I think that's just diabolical. You know, mm -hmm. people, what they can't see, they are afraid of. It, it's not. Yeah. It's not to fault them, but it is that fight or flight. It is that fear factor. When objects move and you can't see the cause of that movement, yeah. that's where we get called in. And when that happens, it's sometimes as simple. Actually, many times as simple as a family member trying to get their attention going i am here i'm here to help you um i'm here to warn you in some cases it's been to warn people of life-threatening physical things yes and yeah. they're there to get your attention to help you in the, the only way they know how that's actually quite interesting you talk about that because your husband that was on last week was telling us about there was a family uh, and it felt like someone kept touching their face Carbon and monoxide went, and, house. Yeah. And there was a gas leak. That was a and different was a, house. Yeah. There were two different houses. One had a gas leak that the family was going to light the pilot light the next day. Totally different situation. Oh, had they done that, they would have been on the nightly news. Um, we called PG&E on that one and took care of the two gas leaks that we identified. The other one was a carbon monoxide house that had that mother not been waking her up each night by doing that that light cobweb feeling on her face yeah. and she was getting up and she was getting her to open the windows and that was to save their life. We actually got them out of there with the fire department that night and it was three to six months later we got this note just thanking us for saving not only their lives mm. but the, the young children that were closest to the source. Had they remained even another night without windows open, it was life-threatening levels in that house. That's, that's amazing. And it depends. No, it certainly is. I've, and people think I'm I talk crazy when I talk about this. One of the first cases I ever dealt where people were saying, oh, it's a poltergeist. Oh, it's a poltergeist. The husband ended up getting smacked upside the face with a coffee mug. Only It only took me about five minutes to realize the reason why he took the coffee mug to the face was because he was abusing his wife who he was also having an affair with, and it was the mother-in-law saying, "Enough is enough." Yep. Yeah. But certainly, the one thing I have noticed, and I know quite a few other people who've seen it too, is like, 
ever since the pandemic started, it seemed like there has been a shift where more and more people are starting to realize these things. What's your take on that? I'll never forget sitting before going into work. At, like I work in the hospital. So the pandemic, Ooh. I lived it. <laughs> Up close and personal, baby. Um, I remember sitting in the parking lot when everything had first shut down here in California. And the absolute quiet on every level. It wasn't just us. It was on the other side. was hmm. deafening. And it, uh, for me, it was... It was nice, I'll admit, to mm -hmm. sit and not to hear the other side for a while and have that break. Um, while I can turn it off, I have to turn it off to, to not have to, to just hear the silence. I can't really describe how it is. If you are like me and you listen to this, the constant noise that you get without turning it off, to hear the silence it was louder than any spirit screaming in your ear or any banshee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That must be quite interesting working in a hospital with your abilities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, or because bring, obviously, yeah. I, I've had to bring people back to their bodies um, so that the family members could, could say goodbye. There's a few nurses that know what I do, and... One day, I heard the lady behind me. I knew she'd passed in the ER of a heart attack. And I went, oh, you don't know you're dead. Um, and you have a little dementia. Let's get you back to your body so that the daughter can say goodbye. Because I know she's in the room right now crying her eyes out. And you're not listening because you're confused. I bring her back. And the nurse goes, we didn't call you over to do a, an x-ray, Anne. We, it's already taken care of. I said, I know. I'm bringing her back to her body. She went, ah, take, put her back. Put her back. <laughs> I said, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> African-American lady, I put her back with the body so the family could say goodbye. And yeah, the, the nurses, there's a few that know what I do and the, the communication I'll have when I ask very specific questions like, oh, I didn't realize that you have the family that wore this particular type of uh, kilt and you just found out about it and that's when I uh, sometimes people will turn around and go oh, I just learned I, I'm part of the, the Wallace clan and da, 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 da. you have to meet my wife I'm like oops <laughs> uh, I'm at work right now my bad <laughs> that, that's a quite an interesting question actually I've got for you you see how you said like, the woman with dementia As, obviously family members turn up for like when it's your, when it's your mm -hmm. time, but how long does it take for when you leave your body with dementia before you regain basically that knowledge? That varies, yeah. and that's a a reason for us to help a lot of different families when it's a non-family um, situation. Yeah. Frequently, it'll either be small children who are lost or elderly yes. with dementia. They, if yeah. they were confused in their late life, sometimes that does carry over. And until they're with their body and with their family to understand what's happening, they don't make that connection to cross over. It's kind of hard to visualize, but uh, sometimes people simply aren't ready. With cases of trauma, it's so sudden, the white light comes for them, but they don't understand and they're too afraid and too shocked. So like when we went to the Majestic Theater for a conference last year, I helped a young man crossover with the with the group's help it was so intense every single person present 
felt the moment he actually crossed over. I asked for a family member to step out of the light. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it because it was one of those moments that to share that feeling with everybody there, um, that was powerful. And to let them know this is what happens when somebody does cross. Many other mediums recognized that he was there. Very few step forward to actually help them when they're ready. They're not always ready, but to help them to put closure to that. That's what I'm about. See, I find that very interesting how you talk about that because I was actually, I was away visiting my auntie last week and she's in an old folks home and her sight's starting to go and she's Disney keep very well. She's, she's quite, quite bad with her health. And we were sitting talking, and she believes in the afterlife and stuff. And I'm saying, I'm, I'm like, what's it like in here at night? Because this, this is a new build. It's only like 10 years old, this, this uh, old folks' home. And she's like, ah, she says, do you know, see at night, you can see shadows moving down the hallway. And there's nobody there. And the nurses, one of the nurses come in, and she was like, tell them what happens. And well, I'll be sitting at my desk at night in the night shift. And I'll see, like, doors creak open and as if black shadows and it makes me wonder because because I asked her I said she's only been in that room for maybe a year and a half and I said the woman that was in it before her died and it makes me wonder if she had dementia if she didn't cross maybe that's what the shadows are maybe that's old people that's still trapped in that building because they were afraid to get into the light that very well could be, and that's not uncommon. People are afraid of dark shadows. They think they're demonic when, in fact, yeah. it's just the absence of light. Spirits can present in white shadows, colored shadows like the Woodland Opera House. They can be dark shadows. Um, a demonic entity is something totally different. Uh, We're never living. It is a whole different feeling um, to it that is um, very nauseating and sickening, and I won't go much into that. That's not what we handle. I refer those cases out as they're not safe for our family. I have a young daughter, and we yeah. don't have. Oh, yeah. Those. Yeah, I've I I go to a lot of locations around about Scotland, and I don't know if I've got guides with me. I think my friend, my my housemate Robert, as I call him, comes with me, and there's been situations where I've seen something. I've I've seen something. I thought to myself, oh, look at that. It's really interesting. I should get in there, but then there's something in the back of my mind like, don't go in there. Don't leave it. Yep. Go around about and just go to the other side. You'll see something nice there. But don't go in there. And I've just I've got update and I thought no. And it's I think it's them telling me there's danger in there. Plus there's something else lurking in the darkness. Yep. <laughs> And those tricksters, oh, yeah. Listen to your gut. It, this is a, a uh, profession that is not treated serious enough. Um, there's certain yeah. tragedies throughout our profession that have happened because people don't respect. Yes. And that's it's, very unfortunate. It's in the ghost hunting community especially, especially a lot of the bigger YouTubers that deliberately try and piss off the spirits. I don't like that. I don't like the way they treat them. They get, the first thing they do is they burst into the house and start spouting off language to them. And it, it, it makes you wonder because some some of the spirits, the nice spirits, will just be sitting there, maybe watching the TV. With the, and and these people will burst in and start like shouting and screaming. And like, what's going on here? What's, what's going on? Yeah, you, you treat people 
just like you treat spirits, how you'd want to be treated, how would you treat your family? May I yeah. speak with you? Will you show yourself for the camera? And that, that's why I've gotten so many apparitions. I've asked them. I've asked yeah. them in my head, please show yourself. I'd like to show other people that you're here. Will you? And sometimes they'll say no, and that's fine. I respect that no. But other ones will show themselves. No flash. Don't use a flash. You'll burn out their presence. But use a tripod or somewhere to hold the film, and you want to take at least several pictures in a row because mm. sometimes they're moving so fast, you may just get that blur, uh, white blur, dark blur, a colored blur. Um, and sometimes in, in the middle, from, from that orb to mist to, to apparition and back again, You'll catch the whole series, and that's what happened at Woodland Opera yeah. House. People brush that off to this day, but I saw it with my eyes. The other, the people on either side of me saw nothing. Nobody was there. This was at noon, wasn't at night. Yeah. <clears throat> and there she is. She was a Catholic schoolgirl who had graduated there. To this day, I don't know why she stays in the Woodland Opera House, other than perhaps Mr. Porter, our firefighter, who also resides mm -hmm. there. He's actually shown up in a green light interacting with my dousing rods on video. I don't know if my, my co-host Dakota's looked, but I'm actually on your website now, and I've got it up on my phone because that's to ask questions, you see. And I'm actually looking at the, the Opera House right now, and you can see that she's got like a blue top on. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it, is that a black scarf? Yep. And you can see her hand. And, and her shoes. And you can see her head. And, you, and her glasses. That's... that's... He's turning her head. We yeah, tried to reproduce it. Our debunkers work with us uh, as sensitives. We use every tool in the shed. We've tried to reproduce this picture. It is not possible to reproduce it. That's that's amazing. See, I thought she was going in this direction, but now look at it. She's actually coming in this direction towards towards the seats. No, by the way, that's weird. That's so amazing. I asked mm -hmm. her to show herself. She did. And she's always shown herself as a blue orb in that same shade of her shirt every time I've been there in every picture at the Woodland Opera House. So I always talk to her and Mr. Porter, who was there. He was the first fireman in California who perished in a fire at the Woodland Opera House. And he That's... protects it to this day. Guys, if you're listening to this in the podcast, the, the links will be in the chat, but the links will also be below the, the, the live tonight, uh, the video. You, you need to check these photos out. I mean, this is... They are. I like the ones that are like a thermal image. It's like, you can see, you can see the cold spots, the hot spots, but you can see she's walking. It's just she's walking out. That's that's just... Oh, that gives me kind of goosey bumps, that does, doesn't it? That does give me kind of goosebumps, that, you know. And then there's the, the orb in the stage, that's... Within milliseconds, she went from the ceiling as an orb to miss to the apparition to back up the other direction as an orb again, within seconds. See, I always find that fascinating, how spirits can turn themselves for, like, human form. And, like, obviously their energy. And, like, like, a little ball. Is that how they travel? Is that how they travel about as, like, a little ball? It's the easiest form of energy to travel, and and there's also a dimensional factor. I won't get too much into that because I'll lose most of your audience. But <laughs> uh, if you touch on UFOs and that whole connection, it's there's oh. the same wavelength. And I think the best description as far mm -hmm. as the UFOs and dimensional is what the professors are doing in Utah. I would 
love that frequency they're using, that dimensional frequency and how they're communicating. While there's a particular danger to it, I've run into it here in town on an investigation as well and have heard it and interacted with them. So well, it is reproducible, that signal. Well, oh, Dakota's yeah. your man. Dakota's the man because he does the UFO stuff. With the, he does a lot of UFO stuff and frequency stuff. I have cases where I'm working with them now who are dealing with it in their own right. And it's a very challenging situation. Uh, we're still trying to figure out ways to help because it's simply out of kind of like a demonic situation where they're, it's out of our yeah. control. It's out of our power. The same thing. They are so advanced and they operate on that particular frequency. But there's no stopping them. Their, their intelligence is so far beyond ours, we can't even yeah. fathom where they're at. I see you've been to a, a location that's on my bucket list, and it, I think it's one of the most haunted places in the world. Is Alcatraz? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have an apparition from there as well. My mother-in-law <coughs> told me to take that picture. I was about to say, what your mother-in-law was in Alcatraz? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, but she had family that was incarcerated there. I'm sure. No, she, uh, she came with my husband and I on a visit in front of the warden's house where there's no land below was an apparition standing because there used to be ground there of a soldier in a very heavy um, uh, wool attire hat. He's there one second. He's gone the next. You can, you can see that he certainly is there. But again, where he's standing, there is no ground below. But when that was mm. when he lived, there was ground there. He's still walking the same plane um, in that time. So he, it was not an interactive apparition. It was a um, just a, a ripple in time. One of those situations like at Myrtle's Plantation. It's mm-hmm. just, it just is a loop. It, it happens over and over. We were happened to be there at that moment. It was happening. And he's standing right above, because uh, below is where all the prisoners were kept originally in the old portion um, of the dungeons. That's an intense place. I'm looking at a photo of the noon. I don't know. I'm just attracted to it off And it's it's like a set of stairs with a white wall. And there's like a chain at the bottom of the... No. I'll show it really quickly, um, if that's okay. That one there. Oh. Right. And I just... I just don't know. It's there's like I don't know. I just I'm drawing it. I don't know why I'm drawing it. That would be something where in between the apparition and the orb, you have a a mist like where it just kind of drags like that. Yeah. So on either end of that, if you ask them to please stop, show yourself, will be when you can get that apparition image. Um, there's on the website. There's a lady. I normally discount mirrors, but this one, it wasn't until five years after the investigation, and I had described the lady's mother. The lady living was there in a red shirt. She's very hard to discern mm-hmm. in the picture. The lady in black, there were no pictures of her. She was the stern mother I had described. She shows up clear as a bell in the mirror. Yeah. She did not like me describing her at all. Mm-hmm. The energy that's in that prison is intense i mean obviously I, i've i watched the film that escaped the alcatraz and it, and it makes you wonder did those men actually make it do you think they made it 
those men, or do you think they were maybe drowned in the, the sea? The men that escaped Alcatraz, you mean the ones that actually escaped? Yes. The two brothers did. They made it. Yeah. yeah. They made yeah. it. They, um, they made it. They got to freedom. In fact, they've actually shown proof of it. The family knows about them for having survived. Um, yeah. We may be doing an investigation on uh, Angel Island with a different project. I haven't got details yet from it, but there's another project to help prove the paranormal. So if that comes to be, that'll be interesting to see how that manifests. If we're gonna, yeah. if that's the case, we'll be overnight on this island that's, you know, not inhabited. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. I think it'll be very interesting. Certainly. Now I was going to say with Alcatraz, that's something I have. A bit of experience with mostly because i had a 12-hour layover in san francisco and obviously as we came in we, we got a view of alcatraz i swear I could, I could have seen inmates in the yard guards walking the walls and i'm just like why the fuck can i get a good camera on this shit it's somebody the same, I the same thing yeah. happened to me in in uh, michigan that the fort up in Mackinac, where you could actually hear the cannons going off, you could hear the screams, the echoes. Mm. Um, there's a couple places in, in Michigan where, where I'm from, and those are a real life thing places you can go to. The other one is in uh, um, down in Cary, Mississippi, in Vicksburg. Um, uh, it's far more active to me than Gettysburg, where you could see the soldiers. Mm. And I didn't have a camera with me to get a picture, but I knew that they were soldiers from the South. And I could see the uniforms in detail. And is there echoes in time still walking those grounds? Um, that's a different phenomenon than, than an intelligent uh, haunting. You know, we don't understand it all. And anybody that says they do is full of it. They're making it up because we really yeah. just Thank don't you. understand. <laughs> it's... Just going back really, going back really quickly, to Alcatraz. Going back really quickly, to Alcatraz. Did you ever come across like any like spirits that thought they were still in jail? Did yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, there's a couple places I did not like going into because mm. they were still held in there. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's and it's something where until they're ready to cross over, they're not going to change, and that's free will. They're they're allowed to stay stuck as long as they feel that they're deserving to be there. See, I, I always find that interesting. Is is like my house guest Robert. I mean, he's obviously crossed and then he's coming back again, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people tell me that you have to like you can go back to the spirit world and then you you can choose to come back. It, it, it's weird that so so can you basically stay on this plane existence forever if you want? I wouldn't be able to see them in their plane if they weren't able to come back and see me and not mine. It yeah. goes both ways. That's why a medium walks in both worlds, literally. And I have to be careful how much time I spend walking in that world. And people, oh, yeah. some people become very ill, physically ill, yeah. because they're not turning it off. They're not taking care of themselves. Yeah. Um, that's where my health coaching comes in, learning how to ground, how to take care of you as the living. I got to do that. <laughs> I can show you how to ground. 
<laughs> you could show I, them all you want. Getting them to actually get, listen and follow get, through get, is the get, problem. It's, it's getting me to do it. It's getting me to do it because I, I do a lot of the stuff with the quote over the daily and stuff and all that. And it's, it, it is overpowering. It is overpowering. And there's times, there's times where I, I, I imagine myself as like a tree and the roots going into the ground and I try and ground myself and stuff. And I've got crystals there. I've got crystals. And sometimes what crystals do you have? Oh my god. Uh, I've got a big shelf. I've got loads of them. Black ones. Too, uh, too many. Ones. You have too much quartz in there, hon. <laughs> That'll do it. Too much quartz. <laughs> no, that's not a grounding that, stone. No. no. Hematite no. is going to help you ground, but it has to right. be the right one for that purpose. Right. So if you stand one. with a stone, holding it away from your abdomen at your belly button level, feet mm. shoulder width apart, close your eyes, you're going to pull that stone to your navel. You'll feel yourself pull backwards or forwards. If it's forwards, that stone is what you need to use. It's the, for the right intent. Mm -hmm. Hematite is fantastic for right. learning how to feel the weight of grounding. And it's a heaviness that's good. It brings you back to earth. Shungite mm. is another one to block the EMF. It physically does block the EMF, and it helps quiet things down. My husband wears it all the time as necklaces, as bracelets. Takes care of his headaches. I'll need a big one. I'll, I'll I'll maybe do that. I'll maybe go online after and see if I can find some because it does get a wee bit too much sometimes. It does. It, I put it, it by it, the it, bed so you can sleep better. Yeah. Shindite yeah. has an eight-foot working radius, depending on the stone size. So if you find actual shungite, it must be from Russia. Um, but it has about an eight-foot uh, working radius. Fantastic stone to give yourself yourself a break. That's a hub, I figures I the Russians would have it. Why <laughs> well, it's so expensive I do, I, right now? I will admit, as I look over there, I can see a lot of like quartz stuff. I do get rid of it <laughs> in another room. Don't don't get rid of it, but don't place it all together. Quartz enhances stuff. It's a me megaphone. And too much in one spot it's is overwhelming. <laughs> Why do you think the Stanley Hotel is so active, man? It's built of it's, quartz, man. Yeah. It, it's I, built on quartz. Built on quartz, made of quartz. Oh, so jealous when my family went it, there and took will, me with. Didn't take me. It's like I'll bastards. break it up tomorrow. Bend to the Stanley. Ben, ben, ben there, yep. Oh, Incredible location. We actually have video of Todd Sheets that was with us where a spirit was grabbing his hindy. Um, there's another situation on the USS Hornet where one was grabbing my hindy. Uh, the sailors do get frisky, I found out. And, of course, Waverly. I, my husband spoke about the death tunnel. We spent time in there. But inside, um, I mean, just coming up to it, I got out of the, I was the one. They sent me out of the car to open the creaky gates in the pouring rain. And I see Waverly in the distance and going, what the hell am I doing? I get back to the car going, I've got two days of this with the Caps family. And, oh, what have I done? What have I gotten into? They stuck, yeah. they told, stole an earring from me. It's to this day in, the, in there. I had to go by myself in there to go get it. They kept it. Um... I can tell you during sunrise by yourself, even scarier, um, as far as that intense heaviness and feeling watched and by yourself walking through there is off the chart. Do not provoke them there. They will throw you. We watched somebody get thrown 
five to six feet in front of us because she provoked the spirits there. Um, I found I was it funny after you guys. mentioned mentioned getting rid of the quartz. Chris's signal, Chris's signal is also depleting. Yep. The um, Tina, who took me into the uh, X-ray maze at uh, Waverly Hills, because I tend to sometimes walk where things used to be and not where yeah. they are, I ended up walking right into the walls. She goes, well, the X-ray maze used to go that way. It doesn't anymore. Um, so I, I've known to, um, I'm actually why they, nobody travels alone in places because I'll walk off yeah. steep embankments the, into walls, walking been there, done that. The, the way, the wave of the hills one, I mean, that's just going to be, wow. I that love place, Waverly. that, that place is like the deaths that's been in there. That must be intense. Mm-hmm. And there must be some amount of spirits that are trapped there. There very much are from kids to all ages, but they're also some of the Waverly spirits are trapped at Mammoth Caves. We were also there, and many people don't realize back when they were trying to figure out TB, they took many of the sick to the Mammoth Caves because it was wet and damp. And yeah. as you know nowadays, that's the absolute worst thing to do with somebody who's sick with TB. Yeah. Um, so many of the Waverly patients perished at Mammoth Caves and are still there as well. God, I just. The, the energy that must be there. I mean, Dakota, when are you arranging a trip with Baldwin Bonkers to go to the Waverly Hills Sanatorium? When are you going to help pay for the tickets? <laughs> Don't make me go you're already the in the United States. I'm in Scotland. You know, bloody up the hills and but stuff. But it wouldn't like that, be Baldwin Bonkers without us both. I know. I know. I mean, especially tie up and leave you in a room for the spirits to come in and experience you, you know? Yeah, Which, <laughs> that opens up way too many things. You, you know I, my I know. history. I, I know, I know. But here's a, an interesting question for Anne. What advice can you give to young people in today's generation dealing with like, like spirit boards and stuff like that? Don't play it. I know they advertise it as a toy, but please, it's not. It really does yeah. act as a tool. For those that know how to use it, it's a tool, um, but it's definitely not a toy. And if you do not open and close that portal that you are opening with those boards correctly, you can invite accidental, horrible things and not not mean to, not intend to, but you will. And I can't tell you how many, especially young yeah. college kids, we have had to go in and help out after they used the Ouija board and were drinking and having parties. It's not a toy. Um, yeah. It's just not. See, I know people can get attachments, and that can ruin the rest of their life. Yes. I mean, I know oh, people. Yeah. I know people that have done it, and I've told them. I've told them you should not have done that. And I've met people. I've met. I've walked. There's a beautiful 12th century graveyard just down the road from me, and I've walked through there, and I've found kids playing Ouija board. And there. And. You, they don't think because it's not just that. There's got a lot of like graves in there, mostly children for like the 13th, 14th century, and it makes you wonder what darker spirits are like wandering outside for someone to open the door. It's it's just dangerous. Um, my husband believes strongly in not investigating graveyards that 
we actually find more spirit yeah. activity at theaters and in public events and things like that. Mm-hmm. Theaters tend to be your most active um, castles that put on performances. Dang. Anything that put on oh, a yeah. performance with a crowd. Because many spirits yeah. that decide to hang out, they enjoy the audience. And they, like Piper's mm-hmm. um, Opera House in Virginia City. Uh, Mrs. Piper is still there. And there are other people who accommodate her. Um, the neat thing is the actresses that of the past that used to go there or used to go to Woodland Opera House as well do frequent yeah. more than one theater. So you don't have to go to that theater to find that particular spirit. See, I've always found that interesting because you'll get like spirits that'll turn up at theaters when there's plays on. So when there's when the living the living are there watching the play, there'll be spirits there too watching the play. Mm-hmm. And it's that's quite interesting that because it makes you wonder that does the empty seat next to you have somebody sitting in that? Oh, I can feel it. There's been days um, that I've just Dave and I have been in the theater, and you just close your eyes and you can feel the crowd behind you. And even Dave can. You don't have to be a medium to be able to feel that energy. Yeah. It's no different than when you're going into a, a house for the first time that you may may not know. How does it feel when you walk in with the lights on? Turn the lights off. Does the room feel differently? If it feels full, you are walking into a room with a presence. Yeah. If it feels the same, nobody is there. It's weird you say that because I went into a church one day and it was missing the roof. It was an abandoned church and outside it, it was it was fine, it was quiet. And it was a Sunday, but it was an afternoon. And I walked in, and I felt, I felt like there was fully people, and I had that weird vibe. And I felt like I, I just walked in when they were doing a sermon or something. That's honestly, that's what I felt. Mm-hmm. And they were all like sitting, looking at, what is this? Who is this? What's that strange thing he's got in his hand? What's, what's that? Is that a camera? What's, what's this guy doing? And that's what I felt like. And I just turned around and straight back out again. A lot of times when we're bringing technology into investigations that um, they aren't going to understand what that technology is. There'll be a curiosity or a fear factor on their part. Um, People also assume everything happens in English. I do um, sessions in Spanish. I've caught EVPs in French. Um, A little uh, French nurse was singing a um, song to an infant one day, and I recognized the, the French song. So that's there's two things. One, be careful of that equipment. While it is a great tool, it also yeah. can can scare off what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is to keep an open mind. Every nationality, uh, every religious background, and the simplicity of how they how they thought back then is so different than how we think now. All these factors we have to take into consideration to be respectful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, I know that you just mentioned that the UFO topic, because of how complex it gets, and believe me, I, I understand, I, I can tell you some stories, is something that you don't try to focus on, but more often than not, and I've dealt with this myself, have you ever gone into a situation where the being present, it didn't... They weren't necessarily dead, but they said they came from alternate realities. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We had both a situation 
a very complex, um, conflictive situation to very conflictive religious beliefs where I had a, a witch that had passed along with a witch from a different um, confl- a- absolute polar opposite. I had that situation going on in another room. I have a portal that is right out of um, Salt Lake down to the electric sounds and distortion of time, space, dimensional issues. Never saw that one coming. Plus, I had a, a haunted object to complicate things that we had to depart. Not one, but two, actually. Um, it it was really very multifactorial. But the couple was so distraught, they were looking at separating. And they were already separated at that point. And to probably about two weeks out, they said, from actually calling it off. With a child involved. A young yeah. two-year-old wife was communicating with <clears throat> through mm-hmm. thought <clears throat> and I, I'll ask him to bring me your favorite color he came and brought me not one orange but a whole handful of oranges and bring me your favorite toy and I'm doing this in my head usually these children don't re- these children's yeah, these children don't react to strangers or they're very scared of strangers because it's too yeah. much information for them it's overwhelming so I do a lot in thought ahead of time Part of what was going on is these spirits that were there that were scaring him and scaring him badly, wetting the bed, just terrifying Mm -hmm. him. Um, The parents were in conflict because of what the the other spirits were doing because one didn't like the other family. And it was a hot mess. So in one night's time, we were able to calm the little one. He was able to stand up to the spirit, scaring him afterwards. We were able to let the family know what was going on so that they didn't keep... um, influencing their emotions the way they were Mm -hmm. i didn't share the metallic part so if they ever listen to this they'll probably call me up and go what are you talking about in that other room because they still live there and that's a whole other issue so i don't want to go into too much detail understandable but um it's it's a factor it doesn't affect them in real time now am i aware of it yeah um yeah, I'd love to see them sell the house and get something different, but that's their choice. Um, unfortunately, I'd hate somebody else to be in that situation and have to deal with that problem because it's still going to be there. There's something about that particular location that they've locked in on. Mm. So you just can't assume and you can't go. It, one doesn't exist if you say other things can exist. You really have to be honest, keep an open oh, mind. Yeah. Is it often oh, yeah. that that happens? No, it's very uncommon. Just like dealing with demonic entities, I have one met, met one face to face. I will not say its name, as that's yeah. what caused me to get launched across the room with my husband. So scared. White um, brim hat. No, he shape shifted. He he shape shifted, and it, when I first. He did have a, one, a white room hat at one point, but when I first saw him, it was an elderly man with a very old cane with white flowing locks and gray hair, long gray hair. And then he Ken, I'm getting goosebumps when you talk about that. Yeah. I, very, very old. <laughs> I do know it, its name. It's not Don't. recorded much in history, Aye. but it was here before Mexico was California. It predates everything. Yeah, it is one I know. Of the OGs. I, I said his name once when uh, with a group Chris and I used to be with, and 
<laughs> Needless to say, things got nasty. People had to be hospitalized. Yeah, don't say their name. But, but there, and I still had the video of this incident because it took place all yeah. on a live just like this. Mm. This also was an interesting point where one individual did get compromised, was possessed. Yep. But whenever someone would say my name specifically, it flinched. Like I gave it PTSD somehow. So that ended up being the opening to start breaking off the situation. Yeah. That it makes you wonder why they're here. I mean, if you believe the Bible to the T, obviously it's the ruiny souls, the ruiny man. But do you think that do you think they're here? Why do you think they're here evil entities? Why do you why do you think it's obviously you can't have good for evil, but you have to evil for good kind of thing? Do you think there's got to be like a balance? You don't have a good one without the other. Right. Well, my religious preference is um, Methodist by birth. I yeah. also embrace my husband's Native American background, and mm -hmm. I've reached a personal balance. It's for me only. Um, yeah. I have great respect for all religions yes. equally. What matters is when somebody has a religious choice that they believe in it, and that that is theirs regardless mm -hmm. of what it is. And that they honor whatever it is that, you know, protocols it is when dealing with spirits. Um, it, it's a very touchy subject for many people. Um, mm -hmm. We just, we don't judge. And if they're an atheist and that's their choice, we don't judge. We're going to go in and use what tools we have to help them deal with the situation. Because we're only there for a tiny minute in time. Our job mm -hmm. is to give them whatever tools we can and our knowledge in that background and that religion, sometimes we have to call in an expert on, in that religion. Yeah. Um, we might have to reach out to the Catholic priests if it's something that is of demonic nature and turn it over to, to them. They're the best suited for a demonic situations. There are also particular professionals in the field who can handle it. And I'm not saying you they went online and found out how to do it. Not yeah. to say that somebody can't learn that way, but there's way too many people that no. call themselves priests that simply went about it that way and no. have no real-life experience and mentor <laughs> mentorship by yeah. another. And that's that's the key component, is that mentorship yeah. quality. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, I'll say myself, I'm, I've been in situations now... Mind you, I'm a bigger guy. I'm six foot seven, somewhere north of three hundred pounds. Every time I get on a scale, it airs out, so I'm not hundred percent sure. There was a case that got pretty nasty pretty quick. Uh person believed that they may have had something tailing him, and the more we got into it, he ended up being right. I'm gonna avoid saying the thing's name. Thank you. It ended up going into full on exorcism, but before the thing got completed the thing bailed. Mm. It attacked me in my own bedroom, picked me up by the throat, pinned me against the wall, and started trying to choke me to death. It had no... Like I said, I'm a big guy. This thing did not struggle to lift me up. Do you understand why it did that? Mm-hmm. To let you know how powerless you were against it. It tried to catch me off guard, but... I was able to fight back. Next thing I know, there was a bl bright flash of white light, and the next day, my neighbor came out 
asking me what happened because she swore she heard a slaughterhouse coming from my house. And our houses were like three feet apart. Even her dogs were nervous to come around me. <laughs> you have an angel. That was Archangel Michael that stepped in on, on your defense for that one. Straight up. Yeah. Um, now, I, I want to add a, on, a, on a topic of angels, for the people that embrace them, be very cautious. You need to be as respectful and careful with them as you do demons. They are yes. as powerful as demons, and they can inhabit you. And since they were never human as well, they can kill I've without heard meaning to. Oh, yeah. I've so, heard, uh, yeah, I've heard about this. Please, that. guys, don't think, oh, it's an angel, I'm going to... no. Just as dangerous. Both of these entities were never human. Please respect that power and that yeah. fact that they they were not real. They were not human real. They are their own thing. No. They're their own dimension. They're their own, no different than an alien that operates off of its own higher level of education. And Yeah. Did well, something to speak there? Yeah, I've been hearing voices on and off this entire time. Agreeing with somebody agreeing. With the case of Michael, there's quite a few sources. And we have a friend of ours, who Craig Campbell Basso, who's he's casting director in Hollywood, but he's well-known within MUFON. He has Extraterrestrial Species Almanac. In fact, I'm going to try to get it out, but I can't see what I'm reaching for. He actually lists angels as a known E.T. Yeah. race. And yep. some of the MUFON investigators that stepped up because they realized there's a lot of weird situations in my line fully believe that Michael, in a way, may actually be an ancestor of mine. To which mm -hmm. it goes even further that there's actually archaeological records that trace back some of my family members who are part of the British royal family who are believed to be descendant of Sumerian gods. So, like I said, there's a whole big mix and a lot of weird stuff yeah. that... You have Sumerian ancestry in you. I don't know that you have actual familiar relations. However, the Sumerians have a connection with Michael, and that's why Michael came to mind immediately. But you do have Sumerian ancestral in you. And that's why you get so along so well with Christopher. There's a, an interesting connection between you um, as well. From the time of Stonehenge. Mm. Well, this has got... Well, we've so, always speculated there may be a relation just, between us, but you, we never found it. You are connected it. from Stonehenge era. Active, live, real-time Stonehenge era. Not the original... Because um, there's different stages of Stonehenge, the the later stage where the giant pillars were were created and made. That's your connection. Hmm. Is that Mac? See, I've always known I've had a connection with Dakota, and obviously because we're gonna we're otherworldly. What else do you see connection wise with me and Dakota? I'm getting some neat cast. visuals of Stonehenge, partic yeah. particular in how they moved the rock. Um, I've always wondered about how, and I'm actually getting some flashes on how they did it, which is very similar to how rock was moved in two different places of the world. Um, in, in the south of Peru, and there's a, a place there, and then there's an, also another one in, and I, I'm terrible with names, but they Egypt. moved some heavy rock in, not Thailand, but it's a... Egypt? 
Uh, no, uh, no. Not Angkor Wat. Cambodia. Ang Angkor Wat. That's what I'm thinking that? of. Those two items, the stones were moved the same in the same way. Same as Easter Island as well. That same thing mm -hmm. happened there. And it's the same. Um, that while these are different races, it is a similar um, race. There is a connection. They are... And I'm, I've gone way off the deep end. I've lost a lot of your viewers. Uh, no. No, 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 no. Mr. We, we live did. up to bald and bonkers. We, <laughs> we dabble a lot. We well, dabble a lot in the UFOs and aliens. Trust us. I've seen uh, several in my, in my life. I have actually talked to one. And I have some interesting theories. So I have three kids with one, so... I, you know what, it, it, between certain situations that I've crossed paths with, that's why I'm so drawn to Salt Lake, while there's a huge danger factor there, because that particular race that's there is incredibly dangerous and you harmful. Know, that is the weirdest thing ever. Do you know that, you talk about, you talk about seeing things and then it happening. I was watching uh, a thing today, it was, it was a live camera, and I watched it for about half an hour, and it was Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, and the mountains were in the distance. And I was mm -hmm. looking out, and I had a weird, I don't know, there was just something weird about it. It's that frequency they use. And while I won't disclose that I know what it is, it's also the frequency I use when I'm doing, um, I, I do remote viewing to help officers find yes. physical details with cases. I've actually used yes. it to find missing persons in real time. Um, within a five-minute time to exact place in another in, in Canada, in Vancouver, Canada, where it was able to locate a missing person. I'm here in California. Yes. Um, that's the frequency I use when I tune into those kind of details where I'm actually looking through somebody's eyes. I learned about this when I started seeing serial killers kill real time, and I was seeing oh their victim's eyes. That's the yep. book I'm trying to write that doesn't sound too crazy but shares what I do. It's all frequency based. Yeah. I I can tell you that's how I do it. I can't tell you how I do it. But I know that there is a frequency I use specifically for it. That's, mm -hmm. that's how I'm able to see a, through your guys. I can see your I house. Used, there's a frequency I use to go into my meditation and my astral travel. Yes. Be careful mm -hmm. when you ask for travel. Make sure you mm -hmm. still have some uh, foot firmly planted where you are. Don't go all the way. Oh, I've been quite far. I've been I've, I've, I've been away places. You can be I've away been... places, but keep part of you there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's some interesting places that, like the Akashi Records, for instance. That's an interesting place. You there? You can uh, go anywhere. Just like that's how spirits travel when when they have gone they it's a it's a fantastic dimensional and instantaneous they can go anywhere that's how they See, cross over and go back this is a question i was thinking about for kind of the room about the end of the show kind of thing for people that's watching this that are that are afraid of dying right mm. what is the journey when it starts what actually happens, right? Say I lived in my 120, hopefully. Um, I'm in my bed one night and I close my eyes. What happens for there in a pass? What happens? If there's a fear, there's probably something undone. Something they haven't right. finished, something un unfinished. 
Yeah. That's where that fear comes from. When all of those yeah. tasks are done, then they're going to be relaxed and open to the next stage, the next transition. They aren't going to be gone forever. A family member, you guys can still talk to those loved ones that have passed. They will hear you. Sometimes they're not going to show themselves because it's too soon. And they know that you haven't moved on yet. You haven't let go. And because mm -hmm. they know you need to let go to continue with your life, they aren't going to present themselves, but I can tell you they are looking after you. And I'm not being um, sacrilege. Look at all the spirits that are talked about in the Bible. Um, yes. It is a part of our life. Einstein was, was correct. Energy can never be created or destroyed. We simply mm -hmm. transition into something different. God bless yes. Einstein. And that's what I use when I'm dousing and, yeah. and using a visual reference. It's amazing, isn't it? It's, I'm not afraid of dying. I'm not afraid of dying. I know that's, that's what will happen, obviously. And you hear a lot of people that say, oh, don't go into the light. That's a trick. It's a trick. What do you say to people for that? That say that? It's not a trap. It's that person's you never fear that speaking. What kind of crackhead is saying, don't go into the light? I you know, I understand, you know, if you're the, on the living side and you're watching a family yeah. member pass and you're just not ready yeah. to, you know, accept you that they're going, there's it actually, There's actually people out there, and this was actually two years ago and it was Coast to Coast AM, and they had this guy on, and I'm not going to say his name, he's written a book and all that, but I'll tell you after the show to go. And he's convinced that if you go into the light, you're instantly reborn again on Earth. It's like an instant. It's a never-ending loop, right? It'll seem but if instant, you don't, but... but... But if you don't, you get to travel to the afterlife, and I think that's about... Okay, Marianne, just don't go to the light if that's what you want. But... <laughs> <laughs> that was a great film. The first one was a great film with the wee, the wee woman, you know? Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So Dakota, anything else you would like to ask? Well, just one last little question. This does you see this mostly in you know UFO abduction groups, but that there's actually a certain blood type that may yeah. be more psychically inclined. You fall in that group? I know what you're talking about, and I don't know that it's so much a blood type as it is a genetic type. There are particular genetic predispositions to um, folks they go after. Um, I have a, a client. I have seen it on x-ray that when they do the little implants in the feet and actually had to dance around that when I started asking the, the patient about it because she'd never had surgery. And she had one of those implants. So, um, yeah, there's a different, different type, but I wouldn't say I don't limit it to blood type. It's a genetic type, and yeah. it has to do with their original genetic splicing and the fact I fully I feel they had a hand in who we are today. They continue to help us evolve. Those of us that are psychic and mediums are the next evolution from that. I think everybody, mm -hmm. to some extent, has that ability, um, but it's a genetic factor. Uh, beyond what our science has quite been able to pick out. Mm. 
Well, when you really think about it, the type of experimentation that would satisfy the scientific method as it is, that would be go against a lot of ethical backgrounds. So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, yeah, you you look at the abductions and what happens to some people, what what they can remember happens because obviously people that don't remember the horrific things that that happened to them. Yeah, and something that's always amazed me: you get the people get abducted and they have horrific experiences, but then you get people abducted and they have really nice experiences. And it's it, it must be really weird because obviously the days some... people forget that there's different aliens, different oh, yeah. species out there. Oh, yeah. Just oh, like look how diverse oh, yeah. our own planet is. Come on, exactly. And there's millions some of different species are going to be ethical and and operate off of of a sense of compassion, and other ones don't know what compassion is. They would be like a, a demon who has never lived and doesn't understand it, and we're nothing more than a lab rat to try to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, 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 it's that there's a strange word. It's mind boggling. <laughs> You're hearing what it happens? too, huh? Who's we- Yeah, you have somebody wheezing. It's a okay. It's you. It's Dakota. Yeah, your background. Mm-hmm. You have somebody in that doorway who is really wheezing. It's not a family member either. Don't don't, don't mean to scare you. Nah, it's like the, the only wheezing I hear is my cats. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. there is somebody that there is somebody that you see behind them doing again because I've seen them moving. It's gone bit. now. I, it's gone now. Right. Yeah, but I heard. Yeah, it's a, like, I shit, heard a wheezing. Me. And it was a male wheezing. <laughs> Yeah, go back on the audio. You'll hear it, and there may be some EVPs buried in that as well. Enhance it up. Yeah, something about around us, or they they smoked a lot. Based on well, previous owners of the house, I do know that apparently they were hoarders, and they had to do some serious cleaning. And we're still finding little bits of stuff that got broken in the yard and just didn't get noticed, but. I don't know. It's like I'm not fully sure on the history of this house, but there, I do know that the previous one did have. They did put in a ramp because they the ambulance mm-hmm. got called in so many times and she wasn't very mobile. So there but, it is again. Yeah, you go back and listen to it. You got some yeah, some audio stuff it. in the background, Dakota. I have not. Never fails. I have not. Never fails. Well, I would like to thank you and. F- for coming on the show it's been absolutely fantastic and i would also like to thank you for the wee reading that you gave us at the start of the show before obviously the live dakota would you like to no I, I, thank you for coming on we we got to get you back again sometime this was yes. definitely interesting an hour isn't enough no. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we'll, you're we'll both yeah I enjoy you both, and thank you for the visual you gave me of Stonehenge and how the stones were moved. I've always wondered that, but like, I neat. do find it funny you did mention you know South America because my mom she actually just did a DNA test because just because of how this family situation was, there's a lot of gaps in our knowledge about who all we're related to. We actually just found out that apparently we were related to Mummy Juanita, and for those oh. who. 
yeah, for those who don't know who that is, that was a 14, 15 year old girl that was found who was believed to have been part of a human sacrifice uh, during the Inca Empire. Apparently, yeah, there's that. certain DNA markers that we have and to where she's technically a, a relation and why that she's such a fascinating subject is because she's one of the most well-preserved because of where she was found. So I didn't expect to see that. I knew about like Ger- Germany, Scotland, all that. I didn't expect South America to come up in those. See, that's quite interesting. That because... that has to do with your Sumerian background, my friend. It's all the yeah. same. That's where like it crossed it's... the lines. It, there's a certain abduction situation where I may have met Enki himself. So that's something we're already exploring. Keep going. You're on the right path. Yeah. yeah. We'll definitely need to get you back again one night and make it a special show one night. Maybe get a couple of other people on too. And I think you don't know what else, what strange things could happen, don't you? Oh. Definitely run some recorders in your both of your uh, studios while it's going on, and I'd love to hear that breathing yeah. that's going on from her. Um, yeah, she's got an oxygen tank and the whole the whole deal, but she's wheezing pretty good. That's why the ambulances were always there for her. Uh, well, the main yeah. reason I know about the ambulances because my mom she actually's a nine one one dispatcher, so she already had a pretty good <laughs> history of the house before we moved in. All right, and you just right before that go back and listen. You have three words, three syllables that were said from her. I thought she was still alive. No, <laughs> no. I'll have to look into it. Now I'm curious. Now she actually just spoke. You actually have an, an actual EVP beyond what the the wheezing was. Mm. And she'd maybe help her cross mm. the quota if you if it, if uh, is she across already or, or she wouldn't really have an oxygen tank if she had been crossed. But, but yeah, I'm not. I'm, you know, she's just she's curious. She hasn't crossed over and she doesn't know how. And uh, Dakota, oh. you can actually help her on um, if you want some help afterwards on how to help them. It's a pretty simple and straightforward thing to do. It's just scary mm. to do your first time. Um, you mm. want to hydrate well and rest up um, well. Oh, I know. I know. It's not going to be my first rodeo. I've dealt okay. with possessed objects. And ironically, the first ever haunted doll that ever came my way, the spirit that was attached was a 30-year-old woman named Dakota. So that was a little <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Hello. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, she's just thank- curious. The fact that, as you are, and boy, you have a lot more abilities you've not tapped into, my friend. You're not not listening enough. That's actually, uh, we have our friend Elena Denon. She's one of our favorites. Real big into UFOs. She's actually the reason why I found out about the Sumerian connection was from one of her latest books. She's been helping me on and off because not, not only do I have this body connected on earth apparently we actually found a paper trail that proves that i was an officer with the galactic federation that helped with rescuing abducted children we know this because i've actually found one of the kids we saved and even she said that because there's that direct connection to enki i can pretty much tap into just about every psychic ability that 
we know of. And then mm-hmm. some. And then some. It's like, so So my assumptions when I was first noticed my abilities about potentially turning into an X-Man are slowly becoming true. <laughs> <laughs> when you get your one-piece suit there, Dakota, you know, they can just jump in there, you know? <laughs> I, I, I... When you disappear, we'll know where you went. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they keep bringing me back. I don't like it. No, I actually, I actually have a sleep recording app that I run at night sometimes, and I've caught their voices about who come, who comes to get me on tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, very metallicish, uh, um, but in a different language that doesn't exist on on uh, this planet. Yeah. yeah. I have recordings of that from that investigation. That yeah. same things from. That's why I keep referencing um, Salt Lake. Um, and Utah, and that that ty- I don't, I say Salt Lake, but it's just that area. It's not Salt Lake particular. Mm-hmm. But there's something about Utah, though. That particular land and that area um, facilitates a need for. Um, there's an energy source that they're actually harvesting there. That they I can. There's certain bases that come out of there because there's been a few times where I've had UFO sightings and the craft were coming out of Utah, so I'm, that doesn't yeah. surprise me one bit. Uh, and the other place is Antarctica, where they actually have oh, a yeah. mm-hmm. So Antarctica yeah. and, and so in the um, Utah area. Um, the first sighting I had was driving from Montana to uh, towards Utah on that path around 4 in the morning, and I watched it fly through the air and stop and zip off a different direction 90 degrees from that at a, a non- um, plain object ability i went oh so that's how they uh get around i I, I find it quite interesting about how you're talking about stonehenge because my father's side is from from like england obviously mother's side's from scotland but my i do know that my i think it was my great-grandfather was french i think there's there's like a european connection there Yeah. yeah yeah Which is which is interesting. Now I'm going to be obsessively thinking about this all night. Yes, thinking about big stones. <laughs> you know. Well, honestly, thank you so much, Anne, for coming on. And everybody, the links will be below the video after this is uploaded. Mm-hmm. And honestly, guys, thank you very much for coming tonight. Thank you, Anne, and we'll catch you all soon. All right. See y'all later. Stay weird. Thanks for tuning into the Bald and Bonkers show. If you enjoyed the show and want to show your support, head over to our website at baldandbonkers.net. There, you'll find our merch, services, and more. Thanks for being part of the Bald and Bonkers family, and we'll see you on the next episode. And remember, always keep an open mind and an open